Thanks for joining. I have two guests here with me today. The first is Ellen. You may have heard her previously on the Astro Flow episode where we have combined astrology with yoga. So Ellen, thank you for joining again. Thank you so much for having of me course. again. And second guest here is my boyfriend, Max, who has graciously agreed to be a part of today's episode. Hi, good to be here. So today I've invited these two guests on. Um, I really wanted Ellen to come back and do a synastry with Max and I. She will explain a little bit more about what that is. I'm really just in the the passenger seat, so to speak, today. She is going to be on the interviewing side. So Ellen, I'll hand it off to you and we'll go ahead and get started. Yeah, absolutely. So relationship compatibility in astrology is obviously hugely popular. People want to know if they're compatible with their partner. They want to know how they can understand their partner better, how they can understand how they are in relationships better. Biggest mistake that I see and that you should not do is do not Google your sun sign compatibility with another person because that's mostly what you'll see on the internet is, oh, is a Taurus compatible with the Virgo? And that is so surface level and often not super accurate because you really want to look at the entire chart of each person. And so what um, we do in astrology is called synastry. So we look at your entire chart compared to the other person's entire chart, but we not only look at how each aspect relates to each other, we look at like, okay, how does your moon sign relate to their Mars sign? And how does your Venus relate to their sun? And you kind of look at all of the different angles that are being formed within the relationship. And that gives you much more specific, a much more specific understanding of the relationship as a whole and all of the unique intricacies um, that exist there. I do have a question. And this is somewhat of a random aside. Well, one, I'm very guilty of looking my chart up along with Max's on Google. So I can very much relate to that. And I could also see how that might lead you down in a somewhat inaccurate path. So I'm really happy to have you here today to help us guide in um, just a more accurate path of understanding how we see overlap in each other's lives and, um, you know, areas of growth, maybe. My question is with synastry, is this mostly done with partners or is it possible to do synastry with other people in your life? So for instance, mother, daughter, mother, father, son, you know, so on and so forth, or maybe even a friend to see how compatible you are with the closest relationships in your life outside of a coupleship. Yeah, absolutely. I am a huge advocate for that. It works with any relationship and it can be really enlightening um, to understand how how you're compatible with your parents and you're like oh that's why we always butt heads in that area or that's what I have to learn from them something that we really get out of doing this is you understand the other person's perspective better and you understand what you can learn from them and how they can help shape you so yeah friends parents all of it it's great great to do this with everyone in your life (laughs) that's awesome We'll may, we'll, we may be uh, setting up additional time to <laughs> work with other people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I'd like to start with both of you had had a, has, have had a chance to look at your own chart that I've done for you and look at each other's chart. So I want to hear a little bit from both of you what stood out about yourself 
and what stood out about your partner and what you didn't agree with. Kelly, you want to go first? Yeah, I can definitely start. So would it make sense for me to start with myself first or with Max? Start with yourself. Okay. So I definitely found that my chart when I was reading through it, I think very much aligned with how I view myself. I would say that there were very few things that I found to be inaccurate. I don't want to say inaccurate, but something that I maybe just didn't agree with. So a couple of those, I guess, highlights of things that I'm like, yes, this is very spot on. Would it be helpful just to like read off a couple of things? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So in the overview that you presented for us, which kind of I think pulls out highlights of your chart overall Mm -hmm. is this one piece where it says one side of you is always pulling you towards change and new ventures while the other practical side of yourself is resistant to change and prefers security. And when I read that, I felt, man, that is so, so accurate. I think that I'm always looking towards expanding myself, growing into the person that I want to be. But then there's this other side of me that is like, wait, make sure that you're financially secure, make sure that you can provide for yourself. And so I do feel like those are sometimes very contradicting feelings. So I really do struggle with that. And I know that you and I have talked about that in the past and it just seemed very, very on point for me. Um, In regards to my relationship with friends and partners, it says that I prefer to be helpful and useful than emotionally needy. And I very much in the type of person where I'm so solutions oriented, Mm -hmm. where I'm like, let's just get straight to problem solving mode. And I think that in some instances that may be helpful, but then in others, I think it actually can do a disservice. Sometimes when people are going through hard things, they just want an ear. So I really tried personally to, you know, ask them if it's something where they just want to vent to someone to listen to versus going to going into problem solving mode. Yeah. Um, so those are a couple of, of highlights that I, I've seen. And I think the last one is achievements don't mean as much to me as the journey of success does. Mm. And I have grown, I think, so much to appreciate the things that I've learned along the way, especially in doing things that have intimidated me. So even starting this podcast, I feel like I've grown immensely just from the process of actually doing it. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what success looks like for this, but I've gotten so much out of taking the steps to get there. I also did a bikini competition last winter and it was one of those things too of the journey along the way. I felt like I learned so much about myself that I have taken with me and performing on stage was amazing, but you know, I definitely think I took a lot more away of just the process itself. So those were probably a key or a couple of key highlights that stood out to me in my chart. But again, I feel like a lot of it was very accurate. Mm -hmm. And then with Max, you know, and this might just be because I see Max through my eyes. So I felt like 90% was probably very on point to me. And then Mm -hmm. the 10%, I was like, "Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, And I don't know if it's because I see him in a different lens. I don't know if it's, he also feels that that might be inaccurate. So I'm excited to dive into that today. But a couple of, of things that I read that I was like, yes, this is him to a T of him doing well in career in either social sciences, psychology, politics, or science. I can very much see that path for him. And also the <clears throat> part where it says he's fiercely devoted and gives his full attention to the causes he's passionate about. He's very traditional, stable, and loyal. 
and he moves through life with confidence and, and values that he believes in. So, and I feel like in the constant of our relationship, we've been in a relationship for over, or almost two and a half years. And he very much is that stable rock for me. Mm-hmm. So I very much connected with that. And then something that I'd be curious in learning more about is the one piece where, again, this is where the 10% of like, oh, I'm not too sure. Um, it says in relationships, he's fun, loving, excitable, charismatic, committed, while also being aloof, unemotional and flighty. And to me, I very much align with the fun, loving, excitable, charismatic and committed while the other half I just haven't seen. And that's just through, again, my own experience and being in a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if, you know, of course, I'm not the only relationship he's ever been in in his entire life. So maybe at a different point in time years ago that may have been accurate for him. So I don't know. So I'm curious to learn more about that. I also think something that stood out to me is that he has the ability to get what he wants from people without being manipulative and keeps an open mind and letting people be who they are. And that is the epitome, I feel like, of who Max is. He just has such a charismatic way about him and really gives people the space to be themselves, which I value so much in a partner. So I really aligned with that. Um, I feel like there's so much more I could say, but I'll toss it over to Max and we'll probably get more into it. (laughs) Max's chart is very complicated. Um, And so this is actually great to note because we're running into this challenge with his chart in particular today. When you look at your chart, there's kind of a, there can be a hierarchy. So sometimes your sun sign is going to override other elements of your personality or other, you know, planet aspects. So for Max, his sun sign, and particularly the degree of Taurus that he was born in, is like, it doesn't get more committed and devotional than that. Like literally, I can't think of any other degree in the entire spectrum that is that committed in life. And then you look at other areas of his chart, which struggle with commitment but that that sun sign element is going to override those things unless you you know maybe grew up in an unstable household or you had a really bad relationship that pulled you in a different direction but in most cases you are a lot of times your sun sign is going to over override other elements if they're dissenting so that's an important thing to note, too, is that there there are variables in how your chart can play out based on your life experiences. And from what it's sounding like, Max is like, I'm, I'm not flighty. How dare you say that I'm flighty? I'm the most committed person ever. I feel like I'm kind of that way, too. I'm like, he's not flighty. Yeah. Like, he is so devotional. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm also getting very protective over what's, right. you know, mapped out in his chart. So it is. When Max and I talked about, because we we looked over the chart beforehand, so I was like, I'm excited to talk to Ellen about this because I think it it will yield very interesting learnings. It was challenging for me to even write it because, and as I was writing specifically your Venus sign about your relationships, I was like, he is going to be so mad (laughs) that I am writing this down. Were you mad, Max? No, I'm not mad. (laughs) (laughs) I I knew, I had a feeling you would disagree with it because it's, when you have something in your chart that's saying like you're extremely committed to everything you do and then you have something in your chart saying you're not committed at all and you hate commitment you you can't really be both in that circumstance a lot of times there are a lot of areas in your chart where 
you can be both meticulous and organized and disorganized and um, wanting to be more broad in your thinking, that can kind of coexist. But then with commitment, you're either committed or you're not. Right. It seems very black and white. It, it's more black and white. And so I, I knew writing it that you were going to lean one way or the other on that particular thing. But I want to hear from you about, Max, about what you what you read that stood out to you and then what you thought about Kelly's chart. All right. So I think the biggest contradiction on my chart, to me at least, was there's a piece about relationships and being very committed to relationships, family, anything I do. And then um, a few paragraphs later, there was a piece about being noncommittal and a bit fleeting. And that was a, a contradiction to me just because well, in a sense. So I think in relationships for my whole life, I've always been very committed. I can't think of any examples where I've been, had a tendency to be fleeting or to, to shy away. Now, that being said, in my, my work or, or everyday, you know, my job, anything like that, I do have a tendency to spread myself too thin sometimes and to try a little bit of everything not commit 100% or even 50% to everything and then not finish a lot of those things. So mm -hmm. I think that when there's a, a very a big, important or monumental goal or relationship like, like Kelly and I have, that's something that I, I don't falter from. But when there's something that maybe I'm unsure of, whether it's how to do something at work or if I want to do ABC projects at work, but don't have a whole lot of interest in them. That's when I really, I would say I do start to see that side. Um, if there's a, a goal, like for instance, getting into business school, which I've been working on over the last two to five years now, however you want to put it, <laughs> that's something that I haven't faltered from. And I kept encountering adversity with that and friends would be going out, Kelly would be going out with our friends. And it was something that I was able to stay focused on, stay home, study and get it done. And finally it's, it's turned into something real now. As far as Kelly's chart goes, I think that one piece that stood out to me that I would actually be curious of your opinion on Kelly was says you love connection and having a solid group of friends around you, but you also require a lot of alone time and value your individuality. It's very easy for you to detach from your emotions in favor of addressing issues rationally or ignoring them altogether. And I'm curious if, if you enjoy having that alone time. He's asking because he knows I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And that's yeah. what I'm curious of. No, that's, I don't know if we should wait until your questions or if this it would... is actually, a, I'm really happy you asked her that because okay. this is a huge, huge element of your relationship as a whole. Interesting. Because you totally value your individuality and your uniqueness. It's integral to how you you see yourself and who you are as a person. And I also get the sense from your chart, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, that you have a lot of um, faith and trust in yourself and in the process. So you're not necessarily worried that things aren't going to work out. 
you kind of have this grounded, you're very grounded in yourself in that way. And you, and because you guys have that, that same element, you have the same moon sign. Both of you have your moon in Aquarius, which is all about, you know, they're very group oriented while also being incredibly individualistic and requiring that time alone you're going to embrace that a lot more effortlessly than Kelly is. And so that, that was something I wrote down in my notes about what, um, what you can teach Kelly and Kelly, what you can learn from Max is embracing that because Max is feeling very solid and secure in it. And you're feeling misunderstood and, wanting a deeper level of connection instead of embracing that individuality that you have. Yeah, I would say that that's pretty accurate. And maybe even subconsciously I glazed over it in my chart. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't want to address it. But yes, I feel like I've known this about myself for a long time. And it gets to the point where I am unnecessarily hard on myself for not liking my alone time like, it's weird. I have this internal dialogue of like, you should be able to hang out with yourself and enjoy spending time with yourself. Why can't you do this? And I really, in this, I think that is how Max and I do operate differently is he recharges by being alone and resetting and doing his own thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas I, I feel like I'm kind of still figuring out how I recharge. I think there are some moments where I do like to be with friends or I do like to recharge with Max at home, but I do find it to be somewhat more inconsistent. I think that when it comes to just being solely alone, I really struggle with things just completely slowing. I think to me, because it signals everything is slowing down and stopping. Yeah. And it's really hard for me to, I feel like I move at such a fast pace that when I slow down and I stop, it's just almost very overwhelming for mm-hmm. me. And so I think instead of feeling that recharge feeling, I just end up feeling the exact opposite where anxiety sets in. I'm overwhelmed. I am a very, I feel like I'm such a planner in my mind. You're busy. I'm so busy. Virgos can't sit still. I can't. I can't. And Virgos I th- in general are just so busy. And then really there isn't anything in your chart that would help you relax and ease and just sit and ease into things. Yeah. And yeah. I, and it's weird because for me, my alone time has now, I've tried to work on it over the years because I have seen benefits from it, but it's not the true alone time where I'm going to go hold myself up on the top of a hill and, and hang out by myself and walk around. I feel like alone time for me is, is doing yoga. It's reading a book. So mm-hmm. it's kind of still keeping me preoccupied. I don't know whether that's good or bad, but I feel I mean, like I have transitioned to alone time as still doing an activity, that's but fine. by myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I think as far as your relationship goes, a big thing that you'll em- start to embrace is the things about yourself that make you unique and special and an individual instead of feeling like you, those are the things that set you apart from the group that you want to be a part of. I think that's something that is going to is is really fostered in your relationship. I don't I don't know if this aligns at all, but it is really interesting too when Max and I have disagreements. I think you more err on the side of I need my space for a minute, I need to reset, and I am 
on the opposite side for the most part of, I need to figure this out right away. I need to, to squash this and find a resolution. Mm -hmm. And so I think that also, again, I don't know if that aligns to this part in the chart, but I think that's also what I think of is the way that we recoup from a type of disagreement is also so different. And I think it has been, you know, of working with each other to meet each other halfway in, in some way because it, we do handle yeah. it completely differently. Yeah. I did write something down in here. I said, don't push each other. Because <laughs> we do. We're well-versed in that. Because <laughs> both of you don't handle being pushed well at all in general. If you're on opposing sides because there there is a lot in here about a really meeting of the minds and letting keeping an open mind with varying opinions and lots of intellectual stimulation and talking through um different worldviews and ideas and and sharing things like that and really letting each other be in that way but then there is that more practical side that I'm seeing a lot of with um, if something has to get done and you don't agree on how that particular thing needs to get done, that gets a little dangerous mm -hmm. because neither one of you is going to be willing to keep an open mind about it because it's not theoretical. It's has to get done. And if you don't agree on that, there is both of your urge is going to be to push the other one to get what you want and how do you, how you get that done. And it's going to be very little things. It's going to got to be it's like always the cleaning, things. Yes. cleaning something, <laughs> yeah. organization. Whereas like the huge things, the really heavy topics of like, how do we want to live our lives? What are our beliefs? What are our values? That's all kind of easy, but it's the little details of like, who's going to take the kids to school in the morning or how are we going to do this logistically or who's going to empty the dishwasher or you did the dishwasher the wrong way. That's going to be really frustrating. I think that with the bigger things in life, I mean, that's when our dedication to each other really comes out. And of course we still have disagreements over those type of that type of thing. But like you said, it, I have found it to go a little bit more smoothly because I think that we are, dedicating more of ourselves to compromise and change but the small everyday things is where each of our individual colors come out and our different ways of thinking come out and one of the the biggest challenges that we've faced and handled and still work on every day is it's terrifying how easily we can push each other's buttons and kind of twist the knife and it's terrifying. The terrifying word came from, I mean, having that power over one another has been scary sometimes because just like you were mentioning in those, those small little back and forth individual conflicts, how do we handle this? How do we handle the dishwasher? Take the dog out. It has, we've seen it go from, you know, very low to explosive in a matter of seconds because mm -hmm. we have that power over one another. But with that power has also come the ability to notice, hey, I, I see where this can go because we've been there and it's gone that route before. And I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to make her feel like that. And 
so the the lesson that's come from our ability to do that to the other person has been huge in in our growth with one another. It's really interesting you say that because I wrote down you trade off dominating each other. I would I would agree. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think what's been so interesting I mean everything Max said is is very on point. I feel like the macro level view of our future and where we stand in our values, we, in my opinion, I feel like we are so aligned. And if there are some misalignments, we've always been able to work through it. And I think like a very mature way, I think sometimes it takes, you know, a path to get there and there will be some disagreements along the way. But I feel like the most explosive moments have been in the small day to days. And it is very, it's kind of eye-opening in a way because, and I, I think all, a lot of this, a lot of the growth that we have seen in our relationship has become, or has come from doing our own work. We both individually go to therapy. We both go to couples coaching together. And so we are able to understand those moments in which, like Max said, you realize how much power you have over the other person. And it is making that conscious decision of, I'm not going to leverage that. Yeah. And I think that that has been a huge because i i grew up in a in a family dynamic where you twist the knife like you twist it as as far as you can go because you want to be right and you feel like you deserve to be right yeah and i think the biggest thing that i've learned in being with max is and i feel like people say this and it's so true it's like do you want to be right or do you want to be happy there's so many times in you know where we do find ourselves going where I'm like, I know where this is going. I have, I can take this fork in the road decision. I can choose to twist the knife and push his buttons, or I can choose to go the other route and I will step back and let Max take this, take this one. Yeah. And I think it is a balance. I think we both do that with each other. And I've also found that those are triggers. And I f feel like every trigger we've had is just information for yourself of like when those moments do come up it's like why is this evoking such a response in me to where I feel like I need to do this mm. so it's been I don't know it's just been such um I feel like I, I don't know I feel like we've seen a lot of growth from from those moments but it is a con I mean it's it's like a muscle to build it doesn't happen overnight yeah so I think astrologically a big thing to look at with what you're talking about with this, you know, knowing the power you have over each other and knowing how to use it. I think a lot of that comes from the fact that your charts are incredibly similar to one another's. So Kelly is a Virgo and Max is a Taurus. And then Kelly's rising sign is Taurus while Max's is Virgo. So that's, and then you both have your moon sign in Aquarius. So you are shockingly similar in so many ways but the placements are slightly different and then you both have a lot you know air in your venus and air in your mars and then earth in your jupiter and when i say i'll when i say like air with the elements there are four signs per element and the element kind of 
has a general vibe. So like earth signs are very um, across the board grounded and stable and hardworking and committed, whereas air signs are, uh, you know, focus on rational thinking and very intellectual and yeah. So sorry for being confusing when I just throw out, <laughs> throw out no, it's, that. It's helpful context. But your, your charts are incredibly similar to one another. And then you both also have a lot in each of your charts that deals with um, being very meticulous and having your own individual set of like your process and how things need to be and then needing to see yourself as unique and an individual. But because you understand each other so well, it also makes it really easy to know how to push each other's buttons and know how to get what you want from the other person. And so being a team is really important, but you have so much in here that is really a meeting of the minds and really enriching and where you can come together and face everything together. And so the more you can be on each other's side and work on it as a team against the problem instead of against each other, the better. A big thing that I wanted to address with both of you is, Max, do you feel like you're more of a risk taker and an opportunist than Kelly is? Yes, I would say so. I think that I have more of a openness to trying things that maybe doesn't don't have a concrete answer or a, a solution at the end that is totally mapped out. That being said, it's funny that sitting here thinking, reading through the charts and then watching Kelly kind of hit the ground running, talking today as she has does in all, all of the podcasts, I am a, a huge detail oriented person when I'm, doing something especially that might put me on the spot it makes me almost wig out to not have that ability so it's just funny to, to see a contrast there because kelly's really gifted at just kind of flying flying by the seat of her pants in <laughs> things like this and it's it's a lot harder for me Yet, when we look at something like my plan to go to business school in Europe for a year, quit work, move out there, and then who knows where we end up afterwards, it excites me and I find comfort in it. Whereas yeah. with her, she's struggled a bit more with that. And so it's just, it's just interesting to see the different ways that that can present itself in life. Yeah. I think something that I wrote down a lot about is because you need new and stimulation and you like to have your hands in everything. You're like, oh, this is really fascinating. I want to learn about this. This is really fascinating. I want to learn about this. And you're, I think your life path is going to be constantly 
changing and diverse and exciting. And you're going to, like you said, you're going to feel great comfort in that. You're going to, you're going to have an opportunity to move up and move and you're going to want to take it. And I think you have that same thing in you, but you're going to resist it a lot more intensely than you are. You're going to be ready to go confident, stable, sure that it's all going to work out fine in the end. And you're going to look through every scenario in which it's not going to be fine. Yes. 100%. I will look at it a hundred different ways and find flaws in all of them. It is, I really struggle with ambiguity and not knowing it's, it's, I think it's just a lack of control that I have. I really struggle with not having control over what a certain experience or life path will yield. And of course you'll never be able to control you know, everything down to the detail, it's just not possible. Mm -hmm. Even knowing that it still is hard for me to release, to release that control. So it is something that I struggle with. Max is very, very good at, and I also think it comes down to, I think he really trusts in himself in the ability to know that it's going to be okay, that whatever he does, he will be fine. He will figure it out. He will make it work. And for me, I think I'm still building that even though I have built a life for myself where I am completely independent and I feel like that trust muscle should should be there but it is something that I struggle with sometimes it's it's hard for me to release the uh, the unknown factor. Yeah. Well, I think you have to lean on Max more in that way because there's a lot he he has so much to give you in that specific respect of allowing you to feel confident in yourself and the decisions that you're making and pushing you to have faith in both of your paths and that it's going to work out I think that despite all like any challenges that I saw in your chart you guys being together is going to get a result that's so much greater than you two separate. I think that the foundation that you have in your relationship is so special and there's so much great um, familiarity with each other and then pushing each other to be creative and open-minded and think about things that you never would have thought about with the other person. And then so much that you can learn from each other. And the same goes for you, Max, too, where she, when she's bringing up, you know, this could go wrong, we have to be more prepared and you already have your bags packed and you're ready to go. You guys have to trust each other and there, there is a balance in both of your charts because, again, you have so many of the same aspects. There is a balance between taking a risk and being careful. Absolutely. I, I was just thinking of that to that end, and I'm not even trying to say something here to make it seem like it's balanced. I mean, it is, and because in in situations like that where I'm, I'm just so kind of, ah, things will work themselves out to a fault. And I mean, all of a sudden Kelly will remind me, Hey, have you <laughs> planned anything for this trip that we have coming up or, or something like that? I mean, to give you an example, when I, when I was about to start college, so this goes, <laughs> this goes way back. It's my whole life. When I was 17, 
about to start college, I had gotten into school, knew I was heading out there in, in September, and I knew of the deadlines for housing and student housing and all that, and I just figured that I was done because I had gotten the get into school part over with, and I ended up missing every housing deadline that school had, so I had to get <laughs> off-campus housing, pay like three times as much for it, and... And so it's just things like that where I kind of, I get the bulk of, of something done and it's happened happening now with the, with the MBA program. And she's been like, <laughs> where are you living next year? <laughs> I was going to say like this. I mean, I didn't know Max when he was applying to college, but now I'm just laughing because every single week I'm like, you know, have they released information about the apartments or where you can live understanding what your courses will look like. Like, let's try to map this out and create some type of plan. And Max is more of, you know, I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure it's coming. I'll take a look into it. But we just operate so differently that way. Yeah. But it's such a good thing because if if it wasn't for that balance from, from you, Kelly, I would probably miss the housing deadline again or something <laughs> like that or visa. I'm moving to a foreign country. So just you know, off what you said, it it is really cool to see such a balance between us. Because sure, I was doing decent before we met, but like the ability that we've had to grow and and increase our capacity to function has just been huge. So how how amazing is it that you both have? so many similarities and are coming from the same place in so many ways and you really fulfill each other's needs in a big way and there's this great compatibility there and you also get the thing that you need that you don't have for yourself I think that's really special that but you have to you have to trust it and you have to allow each other to do that for you. You, Kelly, have to allow yourself to be pushed a little bit more. Oh, I know I said don't push each other, but you have to allow <laughs> yourself to take risks more. And then, Max, you have to understand where the limits are and where you have to be careful and prepared. Um, so the, the thing that's very interesting Max, your chart, there's so much interesting potential there. I texted Kelly yesterday and I said, I said, is Max interested in politics at all? Because he would make a really great president. There's lots of like <laughs> presidential stuff going on in oh, your chart. When Ellen texted me that, I just immediately responded saying, oh my God, he literally or we were talking about this days before out of the blue max texted me and he's like i think i want to be a be the president one day and i was like what <laughs> he's like do you think i could do it i'm like yeah i think you could do it but like let's get you there and then it was just so serendipitous that you texted me that um because i think you <laughs> it sounds like it. it's just written in the stars at this point i think you could do it i was reading that i was like presidential right all this stuff is presidential but what it what's so fascinating is you guys are going to get so many amazing opportunities in your life and there's going to be so and it just crazy changes like things that you couldn't predict I don't think Max especially I don't think that you can predict 
your like path. I think you're you're going to arrive at the destinations that you arrive in in very strange ways and things are just going to come to you in a very natural serendipitous way. I mean, I see I see you guys like oh, and now we're going to move here. Now we're going to move here. And then, oh, now I'm going to completely change career paths and do this because I have this opportunity. And then I'm going to run for president. And then I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do that. It's just going to be really interesting. And again, this comes back to, I think in order for you to fulfill that to your fullest potential, you guys should be together. Because I think you Mm. each really have what each other needs to get there and to make it work in the most fulfilling way possible. And I think there's going to be a, the challenges that you face are only going to grow exponentially with that. But I think it's remaining open-minded and trusting in the process which Kelly, I think, I think the more you trust that everything is going to be fine in the end, which I really think it will, the more you're going to grow and expand within this. I think that it would be really easy for you to get settled and then the next opportunity comes along for you or for Max and it throws you off. And I want you to become comfortable with that, which is really challenging. seeing your face yeah. right now. You're like, no, I, I think to an extent that's already happening, but it is, it has been very challenging with Max going to school abroad in the fall. He's going to be in England and we made a decision to do long distance while I moved to Chicago. And that was a really, really hard decision. I feel like, I mean, Max, like he mentioned, has been planning to go to school for loosely like two to five years but for the for the portion that we've been dating school has always been on the table but I think in the past year it just became very real and logistically planning that and understanding where we are and to your point at the crux of it all it's where am I going and will I be okay I think that that's what's the scariest part and so just having faith in the fact that we will take it as it comes and we'll figure it out I mean that was a really big decision that we made but it's almost like the anticipation of it is more scary than just making the decision. Now that the decision has been made that we are doing long distance, I'll be living in Chicago. He will be living in England. I felt like it's been somewhat smooth sailing. I mean, there have been things that we still need to figure out, but the the weight and the pressure and the ambiguity has been taken away to an, to an extent. So yeah. I think that, but I could very much see that happening in the future where more opportunity comes, more change comes and being able to be open to those opportunities. Yeah. I think that you would sell yourself short to keep the stability that you have. And I think that in this relationship, you are going to grow to reach your own personal full potential way more than you would on your own because you you are going to have you always are resisting that I want something more, but I'm really comfortable and stable here. But the the problem is if you assert that stability over this relationship, so if you say, if, you know, you both have an opportunity to move somewhere, or Max has an opportunity to completely uproot your lives and do something totally different, and you say no, he will 
commit to you and your family and stay. And then I, because he's so committed and then neither one of you will go and reach that full potential and you'll just stay in your stability. And then, you know, you might become resentful or irritable or feeling very trapped in the life that you chose. And so that's a big, that's a big thing is that is fighting against the urge to just stay and say no to opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, I really think that both of you should say yes to every opportunity that excites you, no matter how terrifying or yeah. unstable it is. I think because I, I, I truly think your entire life will be like that with just constant amazing opportunities. Max is getting all excited over there. He's like, yes, <laughs> yes, this is great. <laughs> but you have to, the more comfortable you can be to, because you, you know you're always going to be stable within yourself and you know that you're always going to do what needs to do to make it work and to make it feel comfortable. So trust yourself as much as you can and say yes to those things. So one question I have on that, I, the reason I was grinning is because to what, you know, we can keep taking on these new tasks and whether or not I initiate them or, or she initiates them. Obviously we want, we want to keep exploring our potential and take risks throughout life. But, you know, is there a point and at what point does it become, you know, taking that circle of success and making it smaller and smaller and smaller as you keep getting better and better and better. And at what point does that become too much or unhealthy in a relationship? Um, not to say that, you know, you should ever stop and settle, but is there a balance of, you know, maybe like at what cost slow almost? down max, you know, maybe yeah. we don't do everything. Um, cause I, I, my head does get away from me sometimes oh, and I'm sure. I have, yeah, crazy lofty ideas and goals and you know so sometimes it's a great idea sometimes you know at what point is it is it not i think that's where you have to trust kelly yeah because i think i think if kelly trusts you in the being open to uprooting and taking on new opportunities and you trust kelly on the responsibility and the stability then you're going to find that happy medium and you're both going to know when when to push it and when to move forward and take the opportunity and when to say no to the opportunity. That's the asset that you both bring to each other is that fine balance of completely trusting each other and working through that together. Before we wrap up, is there anything else that you had written down or that you wanted to get to today. Oh man. I mentioning. just think you guys have a great relationship. You're Thank you. Yeah. You're that couple that people want to be around and you're great at entertaining your friends and you have just amazing ideas and perspective that come out when you're with each other. And I think that there's a lot of exciting things ahead. And yeah, I think, I think you guys have a lot of great stuff. 
working for you? I have to ask, because I know that there is some type of, and I don't know what it's called. So um, there being some type of compatibility scale out there or spectrum (laughs) almost. And I know that this, again, can lead you potentially in the wrong direction in the sense of if you quote unquote score low on the compatibility scale or spectrum, you might think that you are doomed. But I, I always love that example that you gave of your parents where they don't seem super compatible with each other, but they've been married for so many years and they learn how to make it work because they know what the balance is. Uh, the way I do it personally, I actually don't think anyone else does it this way. I'm not sure, but I um, I put together a little calculation of just percentage of compatibility. This is not percentage of success. Like you have this much of a chance of success. That's not what it is. It's more of a percentage of natural compatibility. And then within that, you know, it really doesn't matter. I mean, I think my parents have like, they're like 50% compatible and they absolutely adore each other and they've been together for 27 years or something like that. I do that just because it, it, it kind of shows you, shows you where the, where the challenges are and where the positives are. And, um, but you want to know what yours is because you yeah, love numbers. I would, give, I would give you guys an 85%. That's what I had, I love I had that. calculated. A nice solid B. Solid B. <laughs> nice that's exactly, that's like the average that I was my whole life in school. <laughs> so I feel like that's a safe, a safe place to be. Game for it. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Max, do you have any lasting questions, comments? Mm, nothing I can think of. Except the presidency will be up in the air. We'll have to see if that <laughs> that's what I makes text- sense when we get to that's it. That's what I texted Ellen. I said... I said, Max would love this. I said, I don't know how I would fit in as a president's wife one day. I don't think I fit the mold. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you, Ellen, so much for, for coming on and doing this for us. It was hugely insightful and also yeah, really, really fun. And I definitely will keep our charts and come back to them. I think it's just such a nice way to reground yourself with you and your your partner so yeah thank you yeah of course thank you thank for you. having me if people wanted to get their charts done or do a sinistry chart with their partner their parent their friend where can they find you you can find me on instagram um at astro underscore flow underscore and you can dm me with questions you can also order your chart on astroflow.com amazing Well, thanks again for hopping on. For all the latest updates, you can follow along on Instagram at Humanium Podcast. You can direct message me there with any questions or comments about today's episode. Also, please make sure to subscribe and leave a review on whichever platform you found this podcast. I look forward to sharing more about the human experience next week. This is Humanium. Humanium.